rich niggas, black bar mitzvahs, Mozart is a celebration, bitches. Naheim, I wish for you 100 years of success, but it's my time. Cheers, toast the crime. Number one, D-boy, shame you can rhyme. The rock boys in the building tonight. Oh, what a feeling I'm feeling like. You don't even gotta bring your paper out. We the dope boys of the year. Drinks is on the house. The rock boys in the building tonight. Killing, I'm killing this ice. You don't even gotta bring your purses out. We the dope boys of the year. Tricks is on the house. All right, is this thing on? Is this thing on? Is this thing on? Yes, it is. Nigga, you cut it on. You know it's on. <laughs> All right. Ruin the whole vibe. I'm sorry. I'm kind of tired of you saying that this thing on. Nigga, you cut it on. All right, whatever, man. Let me get my fitty right. Let me show the show the gang. Did y'all win the championship? Yes, sir. Roll tie, baby. Got these niggas a fuck about a dodge. Niggas a COVID season. Relax. I you know what? So you are you gonna say that about the Lakers? Everybody, listen, I wasn't are in the Are you gonna bubble. say it about the Lakers? I wasn't in the bubble. They telling me it was harder. That's what that's what the players are saying. You said a COVID season. I don't want to hear that. Are you gonna say it about the Lakers? Listen, if the Lakers the whole don't win team it, got dismantled by COVID. If the Lakers don't win again this season, yes, I'll say I'm giving them a, a whole window. I'm gonna put the COVID season and this season together, even though COVID's still going. I'm gonna put the bubble and the season together. So if they do it twice, then I'll give it to them. Yeah. Are you going to say that about whoever wins this week, uh, next week? In the Super well, Bowl? no, the NFL had a whole fucking season. What you mean? So what you saying? But I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know why you're trying to give a cop out. They played the best. Half, the best. Of, the, half of the NCAA didn't even play the same number of games. We still played the best of the best. And we played in as we play all SEC teams. And you know the SEC teams are the best teams collectively, the best division Listen, in football. Nick Saban, Nick Saban. The GOAT. And, and and the Alabama Roll Tide are champions. Congratulations. Crimson Tide. Crimson Tide. Whatever. Dumb niggas. <laughs> Shout out to the dude. Didn't, didn't y'all receiver win the Heisman? Yes, sir. Devontae Smith. There you go. You know what I'm saying? Listen. We're here. We're champions again. My man got seven of them things. Nick Saban. The mayor. The governor of Alabama, fuck whoever the governor of Alabama is already. Nick Saban is the mayor and the governor and the senator <laughs> of Alabama. Roll tide. Roll motherfucker tide, man. Welcome to another week of Mother Talks, baby. The safe place for keeping the player. Where we keep it kosher every time, all the time. You know, it's another week. It's another COVID week. Uh 2021 is in full, full uh was it full force? Um, how you doing, Terry? You got a job? You still you healthy? I got a job, healthy, feel good. Um, how's your mental? How's your mental? My mental is great, man. I'm 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 in the middle of season two of snowfall. Okay. So you know I, I'm getting my mind right at just about being more enterprising because I'm mm. seeing how my brother Franklin has the vision. Like he sees like nigga, I could take this shit. You know what I'm saying from. My, my 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 city to cities around the world. So I'm getting I'm getting that snowfall mindset. I might mm. take something, you know what I'm saying? Just try to be more enterprising. I'm I'm with that shit. Yeah, he's he's is 
even though it's kind of the whole cliche of like, you know, the drug dealer building the enterprise, but you actually see it. You actually see it mm-hmm. from the ground up. Like this nigga, the plot is a little bit slower than your other like drug, you know, drug shows and stuff. Yeah, because like movie, you got what, two hours? Yeah. They got seasons. Like, and this is like different than even The Wire or even, even Power. Like Power, they came in, he was already a man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then The Wire, they, they showed you how the people, they dealt with more the lives of the people and not like the business, like meeting to connect and growing, you know what I'm saying? And finding a fucking recipe for crack, <laughs> fucking cooking and shit. And um, I'm in, I'm locked in, I'm ready for the, the new season. I will be caught up by then, but um, life is good, man. How are you? You know, I'm good, man. Uh, you know, working hard. You know, I see I had to push back, you know, recording days a couple, you know, recording times a couple of days, you know, grinding out here. Uh, watch a new video for the SoFi video if you haven't already. You and did. PTR Summer's on the way. We got a lot of things coming. So and I'm, I'm, the, I'm doing a life of a manager and a guy that's working a nine to five. And, <laughs> I, and <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I'm a podcaster, man. You know what I'm saying? Life is busy but that's what i want it to be so one of these things is gonna set me free you dig it's the place spinning man so you know one of them shits fly off yeah i was I, I was geeking with my uh business partner this weekend shout out to john we uh we were talking about you know like five ten years when we have our documentary for our company the tagline is gonna be uh have you supported the dreams of others off your not the seven have you supported seven dreams of people off your one nine to five? That's tough. That's a crazy tagline to think about it. And say no, I'm so we're supporting the dreams of mm-hmm. seven people mm-hmm. off our one nine to five. One job. You know, legal money. I mean, you know, I trap here and there, you know what I'm saying? Hit the Uber Eats, but you know. You know, that was just a tagline. It's a sexy tagline off our nine to five. But I, I can see it because like you taking your your profession, what you, you yeah. know what I'm saying, what you what you earned a degree in, and then you taking it to feed in and funnel that the money, literally the money, into Facts. other people. And then in turn, hopefully, no, in turn, eventually, sooner than sooner than you would ever imagine, Chris. Mm-hmm. They will be generating and then the money will come back. The cash flow will begin yeah. spinning. I mean, but it's, it's something that I'm, I'm, when you find like a hobby and a, something you're passionate about, such as this podcast and, you know, this business is like, it's, I'm not even worried about it, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? You believe you put good things in the universe and the universe will take care of you. You know what I'm saying? So, I'm, you know, I'm enjoying what I'm doing right now, man. Seeing products and, you know, people's dreams come to fruition. So, you know, working hard, bro. You know what I'm saying? Hey, man, sleep when you're dead. Well, I like to sleep now, but you know. <laughs> hey, man, you I got- I like my sleep. We, we got the same 24 hours. What you gonna you do with yours? Uh, whoever told that fallacy or that fucking lie, oh, he's out the game. Okay, well, before Terry gets, before Terry gets back, Let's see. Let's pause it real quick. I apologize, people. You know, my trap booming. You know what I'm saying? The fiends keep hitting my line. And I told them that I wasn't available, but they just kept, they don't get it. You know, they want the dope. 
So what can I When the product good, man, you know what I'm saying? That's the, that's the, the life you live when the product good. Mm-hmm. Y'all just, you know, shout out to the conversation. Hey, man, the light of, that's, the, that's the hardest part about any business. Well, not the hardest part, but about businesses that I've seen, like, you got to actually have the best product, man. When you have, it sells itself. Yep. That's why, you know, that's what we're trying to do with the podcast. Like, just have the best, the dopest podcast and let it sell itself. You know what I'm saying, and then just put it out there. Then once you, then you just gotta distribute it. That's that's the next step. You gotta be able to get it to the people. Yeah, and that's that's a good homage to what we'll talk about later. I'll be honest. So, you know, what I'm saying you already, you know, forward thinking, my brother. I didn't even know. But, but uh, you know, before we, you know, get really into the episode, I want to want to do a little, uh, little shout out. Not, it is a shout out. A little shout out to us. And, uh, you know, I want to say, you know, next week, this will be our 100th episode. So not this week, but next week will be our 100th episode. And uh, we'll both be in the city of Richmond celebrating. So mm-hmm. if you're listening and you want to come fuck with your boys on a milestone that we didn't think we would get this far. So we're going to go yeah. up. We're going to go really up. And we're going to party like, you know, you know. Like you know, 12, 16. We're gonna celebrate like we got we won a motherfucking championship because you know what? We uh a hundred, you know, like Wilt did when he uh supposedly hit a hundred, got a hundred points. We're gonna celebrate like that, you know what I'm saying? Champagne popping or whatever. You know what I'm saying? I like so come, that. You know what I'm saying? Come fuck with your boys. Uh, if come yeah. fuck with us if you're showing no COVID symptoms. Yes. And you know what I'm saying, and you wanna have a good time. Yes, yes. you could come. This this great, slide great. the DMs or hit our lines, you know what I'm saying? Great disclaimer. Great disclaimer. <laughs> yeah, 100 percent You know, we gonna I'm staying safe. But uh, like I said, just slide the DMs or hit our phones. Cause um I think we we have space for a number of people. If it gets too crazy, you know, we'll we'll cut it off. Oh, but I think, you, I think you we'll know, be all right. You're good at uh you know holding the door down. So yeah. Oh, listen, I know how to manage that. We'll see back in the day. I was I was willing to take one for the team. Like I was fine with not drink because the problem was people would want to maintain the hold the door and be the doorman, but then they would start drinking and start smoking. And then you'd be like, fuck the responsibility of the door. I want to have a good time. Mm-hmm. I took it upon myself a few nights to be like, you know what? I'm not gonna drink tonight. I'm gonna just regulate. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna make sure everyone's good, secure things. If the cops come, I'll talk to them. Mm-hmm. If the neighbors complain, I'll run over and talk to them. You know what I'm saying? I'll 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 level it off and be like, nigga, it's two packed right now. We can't let nobody else in until some people leave. You know what I'm saying? Two two people out, two people in. I was fine with doing that. We will we can lean on your experience. But I will not be sober, probably. So you probably <laughs> you're gonna need to help me. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. But I don't we're gonna keep it, we're gonna keep it under uh, CDC laws, you know what I'm saying? We're not gonna have no underground party, nothing like that. But come fuck with your boys, you know what I'm saying? No symptoms, wear your mask, you know, uh, before you get there, you do come, you know what I'm saying? Do Be the responsible thing, don't be out and, you know, living life crazy and then, you know, come come to fuck up our spot, you know what I'm saying? Cause I'm not trying to catch COVID. Not yeah, no, 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 no. Energy especially I seen that I got the new, that I got the new strain in Virginia now. <laughs> I seen that shit on the news too. <laughs> Somebody said, "Oh, the first, the first case of the new strain." <laughs> Shut the. It's lit. Trying to scare people. <laughs> but uh, I mean, uh, pre-production, man. You said you had a 
get a real good keep it funky this week. So I want you to get right into it because uh, people need to hear what you're going through. You know what's yeah, the, man. The, the internet. Well, this the internet is the gift that keep on giving. Um, I found this post a while back, and I've been meaning to read it, but it's an image of a woman with her hair tied up and her face in her hands, and it says, "Why most men can't handle a deep woman." That's what the that's the meme. That's picture. Then it's attached to the post. The post says, "The deeper you are, the harder it becomes for you to find someone who wants to have a relationship with you. You can't go out on a lot of dates." You, you can go out on a lot of dates, but at some point the relationship fails to progress any further. And that is mainly because the intensity of your depth. Not every man is strong enough to handle a deep woman. Here's why. Now, I'm gonna read it and then I'm gonna say <laughs> after. So there's a few points, he makes a few points. There's a few points. Point number one, why most men can't handle a deep woman. A deep woman asks deep questions. Ooh. A deep woman will probe further into your life and ask questions that you may not be prepared to answer. Or she's just fucking nosy. Um, <laughs> even, on, even on the first date, she would dig deeper and ask personal and philosophical questions. She, never, she will never enjoy a shallow conversation. That's one reason. Okay. That's the one reason. There's one. That's one. There's, there's seven reasons. <laughs> Number two, she is honest too honest often blunt a deep woman takes her integrity seriously and one thing she believes is in is honesty if you ask her anything she will tell you the truth and she expects the same from you nigga three okay a deep woman knows what she wants and who she wants a deep woman knows the right way no my bad a deep woman knows right away if she likes you and doesn't need to date around or explore her other options to be sure of her feelings. Okay. Okay. Her heart only beats for a special few and she knows them right away. Okay. Okay. Four, she wants a deep relationship because mm. she's a deep woman. Mm. She wants long conversations mm. that will make your ears bleed. That's not in there. <laughs> oh, I was about to say. She wants long conversations about your life. She wants to hear stories about your past. She really? <laughs> I'm sorry. Some of this shit, I'll be like, what? You want to hear about my past? Um, she wants to understand your pain. She wants to add value to your life. She wants a real relationship that goes beyond going out and having fun. Number five, a deep woman is not afraid of intimacy. She is not afraid of getting closer and risking getting hurt in the process. She doesn't think it will entrap her freedom or make her vulnerable. Her depth and intimacy go hand in hand, and she will always cherish the beauty of intimacy and relationships. Okay. Number six, two more. A deep woman sees through you. She can see who you really are and what makes you vulnerable. She is mm -hmm. not one to hold back from pointing out what she sees in you or how well she can read you. Mm -hmm. Even though it makes you uncomfortable, she wants you to know that she understands you and that mm. you can be yourself around her. Number seven, this kind of woman craves consistency. Ugh, she eats it like cookies. She's turned off by inconsistency or flaky behavior. She desires a strong connection and a solid bond. And she knows that consistency is the foundation of that. 
That is why most men can't handle a deep woman. I'm gonna refer. Okay, I'm gonna refer. I want you to react. React. All right. Two things. One, I'm gonna I'm gonna infer this was written by a man. Oh, you're gonna infer that. You are correct. This ain't even written by a fucking deep woman. A nigga wrote this shit. Okay. Two. (laughs) You know that defund pick me's man. Defund them. Abolish the pick me's. I'm sick of these niggas. I am sick and tired of these niggas. I want them niggas to go to an island and live and talk to each other and see how crazy they sound. You're not, you're not gonna get the pussy. Just because you had a conversation with three or four women that are quote unquote deep, now you know what the fuck deep women want. <laughs> who the fuck, who the fuck made you the deep woman, you know, uh speaker? You know what I'm saying? Like, did you did you did you run a uh, a motherfucking survey you had a panel did you Bro. did you spend years of you know saying quote unquote finding deep women these niggas make me sick son it's that shit stank <laughs> <laughs> bro i would give this if a woman wrote this shit i might have read it with some seriousness yes but once i found out this was a nigga telling other niggas why deep women don't want them i was like nigga you ain't a woman. Why are you telling a woman like, oh, I just, I, all my women, I'm just around deep people and we talk about deep things all the time. We're just deep together and not everyone can get as deep as we get. Nigga, it's a lot of pick me shit to the bro. But I'm saying, you know, it's crazy though. If you go, I'm going to the comments. I see the first woman says, wow. She puts the monkey eye don't covers her face and put another heart. Another don't say heart. She said, sounds right. Someone said, wow, again. Someone said, wow, this couldn't be more factual. I, such a deep woman in the dating world for me completely sucks right now. I can't find anyone on my level or higher that draws my interest mental. Maybe you're fucking annoying. Spiritual or physical. Listen, a lot of the shit that this nigga said, it sounds like a bitch that just be asking, first of all, I don't know you. You can't just jump in and be like, yeah, so what's your deepest, darkest secret, bitch? How about you ask me my name first? It's like, saying, like, tell me what fuels you. Like, bitch, I just met you today. What's like, your passion and life? Listen, all those, listen, we are men of a certain age. We understand that people won't ask you real questions about your plans for your life or yes, your feelings sure. about topics. But I think anybody that even says that calls himself deep can't be that fucking deep. <laughs> like, if you say, yeah, I'm a deep nigga. I'm deep. I'm, I'm so, nigga, you ain't that deep. Cause you wouldn't need, you wouldn't have to feel the need to tell me you deep. I would just talk to you and be like, "Damn, you kind of deep." Like, wait for me to say you deep. This is this is a thing we. This is a reoccurring thing. Wait yeah. for people to say the shit to you. Don't yeah. say the shit about yourself. You know what I'm saying? Love Jones ass nigga. Like, yeah, this nigga been to one too many poetry nights. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Niggas making me sick. This this is the nigga that is the that is. The motherfucking MC at the poetry night. That's yeah. who wrote this shit. That's Bro. the nigga who's gonna dirty Mac you. But you know what's the other part of the shit is crazy because I know for a fact he's fucking one of these deep bitches off this post. Come on, son. Like he's it's just it's it's just it's Rob Hill Sr. reincarnated. Oh, oh Eric that, Jackson or whatever the nigga name is reincarnated. Is this just is this just player hating? Is he just player hating? I just said that. I said he was, he's the nigga that's going to dirty Mac you. 100%. He's Joe. He's Joe. He's like, come and talk to me about how these niggas don't understand you. 
and I'm going because I'm on a level. Like, the niggas trying to say, I'm on this level with you. Them niggas ain't on the level. Come talk. Let's, let's talk about how these niggas ain't on your level. He didn't give no advice for niggas to try to get with him, try to be. So the threat, the threat ended. The threat ended with just dirty macking for seven, eight tweets. No advice for for men, the or no advice for women, for either gender. Bro, on how to this connect is straight with pander to a woman. This is a woman who got dogged out by a nigga. He's talking to a woman that just got cheated on. He about to pick up the pieces of her vagina and put them back together on his penis. I hate these niggas, bro. I hate them. The fun, bro, the fun pygmies, bro. The, and if you can see the picture, I'm gonna post the picture on our on our page in the story so y'all can see when this episode come out. The picture is just like a sad jump. Like she looks like this. This is how she looked. <laughs> like why? It's like she's asking, why can't nobody be deep with me? I want to be deep with someone. Listen, deep women got crystals and sage and Erica Badu. They'll be fine. They don't need you telling the seven reasons why men men can't handle them. Maybe they should look into their own, you know, like why, okay, I've got, I've gone on so many dates and these always, you know, it always ends up, you know, not working out. Maybe it's, you know. Maybe it's you. Maybe, maybe it's you. you. Maybe you maybe. are annoying. Maybe you should stop asking niggas what their fucking deepest deepest thoughts and feelings are on the third fucking No, date. but it's not even the part that they, no, this is the shit that got me. Number six, a deep woman sees through you. She can see who you really are. And what makes you vulnerable, bitch? How you know? You talking? About she could. This is a nigga telling niggas that a deep woman can see through me. You can see through me. I ain't hiding shit. I promise you. I promise you. I promise you. The average man is either a great actor or he's not hiding nothing. Listen, if a deep woman could see through niggas, why she? Why the last four niggas she fucked with cheated on her? This. Oh. That's what women don't ever say. So, if you a deep woman like this, why didn't you see the? Why didn't you see the, it coming? <laughs> Come on, son. Come on, son. Why you get blindsided by the nigga? He's like, I Crazy. thought he was this. I thought he was that. And listen, we know people. They, people bring their representatives, and people could be fake for a long time. I understand that. But this man just told me that ain't no way that a deep woman can't see who you truly are. He just says she gonna see right through you. He trying to fuck a deep bitch, a fake deep bitch. Hate him, and it's nasty. It's nasty. Like, he's nasty. That guy is nasty. Like, why you... If I showed you his Abby, you would know it. <laughs> if I showed this nigga Abby, bro. Oh, symphonatic nigga, bro. like that make my balls itch. Like... <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, man, I just had to keep it fun. I just, I'm happy I got to read that because I had, I bookmarked that shit a while ago, and I meant to read it on here, but then I just forgot about it. But it's befitting because that shit was nasty, and I thought it was a woman writing because you know I love to use my keep it funkies to call out women, but then once I found out a nigga wrote it, it just made it even better. I mean, that's the greatest pastime telling you know, fucking. I I love calling player hating out. Like we gotta call it out. I don't want to normalize it. in 2020. A lot of things was normalized, you know, with, you know, starting from the top of the government, all the fuck shit that happened. People were just letting wild shit happen. And then in two weeks, it will be not thought about again. We're not doing that 2021. Mm-mm. We're calling out the fuck shit now and immediately. And we're condemning it. Like, no, we're holding people accountable. I'm holding him accountable for being a fuck nigga and player hating. I wouldn't even call it player hating. 
Dirty Mackey if he gave advice at the end of the thread? No. If you gave advice, why men can't handle a deep woman? Listen, it's niggas all over the world that are handling deep women right now. (laughs) All the time. It's just like the same narrative that, you know, black men don't like black women. But if you really get out in these streets and get off social media and stop caring about celebrity culture, you see 98% of black men are with black women. A lot. Most of them. Most of them. There's a lot of black men in the in the, in, the, in the world, and, and most of us are with black women. Yes, there are the few that are with you know white women and you know uh, you know women of other uh, cultures. But that's if you look at the whole diaspora diaspora of black men, we're, we we stick with our queens. That's a big fact. Niggas are sick out here, bro. I just had to get out my chest. That shit was funny, man. I was I was geeking. <laughs> nigga trying to tell nigga that nigga is that nigga is the nigga that's lurking at every poetry night with some beads on his neck trying to spit to the joints like he did bro he definitely got beads there's, around his neck. there was a nigga what was it it was it was on girlfriends i think it was girlfriends uh what's the what's the my, not lit lynn Lynn was fucking with a nigga that she met at the poetry jam. And mm. he was just, he was a, he was the same type of guy. He was deep. He was like, you know, I just feel your energies. You know what I'm saying? I can see the, you know, we vibe on the right levels. You know what I'm saying? Blah, blah, that type of dude. He was an ancient nigga too. Yep. He cheated. Listen, too. the nigga that wrote that shit is the same nigga that he talking about. <laughs> He's just a different form. He mad, he mad because... A nigga in a different form than I don't know, man. That's your... He just found don't, a he just found a don't pocket. Trust me, sage burning niggas either, man. He just found a pocket to be ain't shit at in. Instead of being worldwide in his ain't shit, he just decided that I'm gonna focus on this type of demographic and now my my pool is easier to you know. Yeah. He said he gonna pick up a guitar, he gonna write some poetry, he gonna wear dashiki. And he gonna fuck these bitches that think they like that that like that type of shit. Mm. Crystal, he gonna he gonna give a bitch a crystal on the first date. <laughs> Be like, yeah, this is for cleansing <laughs> your heart chakra, cause you know I'm ready to love you. <laughs> That's cool. And listen, I have no problem. But this that the dirty Mac and the the player hating that he went through in a seven point post. That's on IG by the way. That's not Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> the dirty Mac on IG is crazy. He put up a meme of a sad-looking woman <laughs> and made a seven-point, par- seven-paragraph post mm. about why women, why men can't handle deep women. And he's a nigga. I rest my case. Hit on IG, that's different, bro. That's a different level. It's crazy. Yeah, man, he's a different type of creep. Yeah. Hey man, I can't knock that. But see, you know what I'm not gonna do? I'm not gonna knock the hustle. Actually, I kind of did knock the hustle. Fuck this hustle. They knock the hustle. Yeah, fuck the hustle. This ain't Mary J. I ain't Jay Z. Mary J. Blige ain't singing behind me, so I knock the hustle. Uh, I wanna, I wanna go into, just kind of pivot. Well, two things actually. Two things. Uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a big fan of the song, the original song, Throw Baby. 
you know. Oh, shout out to the remakes. No, it was terrible. That's where I was. Oh, doing. but it, the video was terrible because Baby was skiing down Kump. Like, no one stopped that in the middle of production. Chris, when we was on the SoFly set, if you would have tried to do some shit, and I'm, I would have pulled you to the side of like, <laughs> nigga, I don't know how this is going to come off. When you would have, if say it would be some CG, you explained it to me, yeah, we're going to CG them walking down, walking on a, a, a paper airplane. I'd be like, that might be cool. But if you ever said to me, we're going to CG you on a snowboard skiing in a woman's mouth who just swallows some kids, I would tell you to stop. I'm, I would tell you to stop. I can't believe that scene made it out the, 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 the director's room. What man wants to, and it's not even your jizz. It wasn't him. <laughs> Why would you want to ski down like, anybody? Like, even if it's George's, why would you want to ski? <laughs> oh my gosh. It was, I was like, they really let this go. And I did like JT verse though. I didn't like her singing. It was, it was, it was. The singing kind of threw me, bad. but I saw she was trying to, I saw what she wanted to go for. Maybe because I just like JT. I mean, I like, I like JT and Young Miami. You know what I'm saying? I, I appreciate, you know, even, and she even, she even gave her a nigga a shout out on that song. You know, I'm not gonna utter. Yeah, she said little, but his but his dick ain't little, or something like that. Yeah, yeah she said small nigga, but his dick big. I said okay. Shout out her man. You know what I'm saying? Little uh, Uzi. But well, you know that that wasn't the remix I was looking for. I don't think the song needed a remix because the song is already vulgar enough. But isn't he from uh, North Carolina? From Atlanta, I think. Oh, okay. No, never mind that. I didn't have, wasn't a fan of that. That visual was not it. Well, at least that part of the visual was not it. Um, they had Tiana, Tiana Trump in that junk. You know what I'm saying? Now the promo was good though. What was you the see promo? the promo? The promo they had. Um, you know how they do them interviews with people and they try to black their face out, and make them a silhouette, and talk to them. And so it was like a, a reporter talking to her, um, Tiana Trump, but she was all blacked out. You couldn't tell she was. And she was like, yeah, he wrote the song about me. We was in the studio. So she was like telling the story. And she was like, yeah, I, the song used to be this. But then when I came to the studio, he changed it to Throw Baby. And then you couldn't tell who it was. But at the last second, she leaned out of the little shadow. And you could see who it was. And he, she was like, oops. So you're like, oh, of course, you know. Tiana well, Taylor, the, the internet dick sucker, would be. Tiana you know? Trump. Tiana Trump, not the queen. Oh, I said Tiana. Damn. Oh, please, Tiana, please forgive me. Please forgive me, Tiana. Tiana Trump. See, I don't even like saying Trump. Tiana Trump, the internet dick sucker. Yes, her. Well, I didn't see that, but that sounds that sounds pretty good promo. I love good marketing. I love good marketing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that the scene, video let you down. That scene, that, scene that, that wasn't it, bro. The song wasn't, I didn't really bang with the song either. Like, I don't know. Like, I just feel like the baby's getting into, the, into that space for me. And I'm, I was a huge the baby fan, right? When he, you know, I remember I telling you, I was telling you, you know, before he even got put on him, he's just in that space where like he just be putting out subpar verses for me, and like he just don't like I don't know if he has a stimulus check or you know the, they 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 give him they he's classified himself as like the stimulus for a track or something like that, you know. He's he's on a lot of tracks, on a lot of remixes and stuff like that, and he don't be giving out you know the verses for me, and, and, you know momentarily in the that's a that's a that's a uh valid critique i think ever since that um that that j cole verse he gave which was a yeah. great verse it's like i ain't really you know what i'm saying i, I keep catching some of the baby songs late 
I wasn't as big as a follower as I didn't follow his music as much as you did, but that's valid, bro. If you saying his verses ain't been up to par, maybe he need to hear that. He been through a lot, and then he got you. Know what I'm saying, yeah, he's been, he's through, been through a lot. lot. Of, you know, his, for the short time we've known him, he's been through a ton. You know, what I'm saying, his nigga tried to shoot him at Walmart. You know, what I'm saying his brother, his dad passed, and then his brother passed, and that's like in three years. You know, what I'm saying now he's dealing with the. You know the backlash of his baby mama and his lady is. Well, out let's here. talk about that real quick. Yeah, go ahead. The song was garbage. <laughs> like she was on Zans. She sounded like she was on Zans. I listen. I, I turned it on for five seconds. I heard it and I immediately t- scrolled. She sounded like I didn't hear the whole song. I didn't hear the whole song on purpose. I couldn't. I didn't hear the whole song either. But like the song was trash. Now the backlash. I'm, I'm gonna speak honestly about it. Calling herself a yellow bone. I'm not outraged over her calling herself a yellow bone. She's a light skinned girl. She you know. And then people started coming over her ancestry, like she's not even black or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna comment on none of that shit. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna comment about the song. She is. She is not dark skin. She might be yellow. She got a little. She she's a little tan. Whatever she is, she calls herself Dominican. I didn't hear nothing in the song where she was putting down other people for their skin tone. So once I didn't hear that, I was like, why are people mad? Because she's calling herself a yellow bone and she thinks she's better than other people. Mm-hmm. I think that's something light-skinned girls have dealt with, especially some light-skinned girls that I talked to my whole life. They'd be like, people think there's some type of way just because they are lighter. People mm-hmm. kind of put that on you before you even put it on yourself. I don't know yeah. what happened in this situation. I think that kind of be might be a little bit of what happened in this situation. Because uh, a lot of people might think light-skinned girls think themselves above people just because they skin, which of course isn't true. But it's just um, the song was trash. I think that should have been what the backlash was about. Like, yeah, she was she was mumble rapping, but not even rapping. It was like she was mumble, she was mumbling, mm. and she sounded like she was on the same. I don't know, bro. That is, I only like I've heard one good song from her. And that was a drum with Chris Brown. So mm-hmm. I thought she was from Nova or DC, but I found out she was from Miami a couple weeks ago. So maybe she, she was fucking with um Kendall. Was yeah, that's what I'm saying. Helping her with some choreography. Shout out Kendall. She's a choreographer in LA. Uh, went to Hayfield, home of the Hawks. Um, but um, I think she was just around that area a lot. I think she probably that was probably uh, one of her her better markets or something. And I know she hosted a couple jumps. Gotcha. My, um, I believe Zach and I'm like help like she hosted some some of the little spots, Ozios or whatever, some shit out in DC. But um, gotcha. The music never came like I was like, yo, she tough or nothing like that. So I don't really, you know, I ain't got really much to yeah, say. Yeah, I mean, you shouldn't even title the song Yellowbone. That's number one, and the song's not good. So that's number two, and that should have been in the all be all. But you know, if people want to bring colorism into it, I know especially with black women and, you know, our community, colorism is a big deal. So I don't know how to, I don't want to really touch. You know. Listen, I think sometimes it's best for us to stay out of it. Something yeah, to stay out of Cause yeah. I, this, I say this about artists sometimes, especially music artists. If they not sit like, they say like, oh, well he beat up a woman. I've never heard a rap, say an artist said, had assaulted a woman, right? But if it's in his song, he never said, I punch a bitch in the face. How am I supposed to know that if I didn't, I'm saying like, I will listen to the music because in his music, he's not saying anything bad. Yeah. Like, if we're talking about, you know what I'm saying, like Young Thug, if he ever said in the song, man, I punch bitches every day, I'm gonna be like, damn, I don't like that shit. In the song, I never heard her say, 
yeah, these dark-skinned bitches weak. I'm better than them. I didn't hear that. All mm-hmm. I heard was her saying over and over again, he want a yellow, whatever the fuck she said, yellow bone. Mm-hmm. He like a yellow bone. Niggas like light-skinned bitches. This is not- That's a fact. This is a fact, though. Nick and, and, and weirdly, people fetishize light-skinned bitches. Niggas have done that shit forever. This is and, a fact and, as well. So, like, and, and, and this is all rappers, man. You can listen to Jay-Z versus talking about the, the bad light skin, the bad high, high yellow drone, the red drone. Like, it's we can't act like it's not a thing. So, in this song, I didn't hear her say nothing disrespecting no other women. I don't got no problem with her saying or calling herself light or red or yellow. I don't have no problem with her calling herself yellow because the bitch is yellow. Not to call her a bitch because she's yellow. Yeah. Now, if she said anything against any other women, then I would be like, yeah, y'all got a lot of legs to stand on. I think they just taken the the whole history and taking that air that some light-skinned girls have and putting it on her. And then her apology was whack. I saw she put one out, but I didn't listen to it all. I listened to the beginning. I think I listened to the whole thing. It was like a minute. <laughs> she, what, Where's her PR people? Briss, can you help her? You got it. You got it. <laughs> I don't know what to do anymore for like celebrities. Like, you, this, this, this is how you apologize. If Even if you didn't offend nobody, this is what you do. I apologize to anyone I offended. I'm sorry. I will, I will make sure I will correct this mistake. And anyone that was offended, I apologize to them. Boom. Anyone that was offended, I apologize to them. I sincerely don't want anyone to feel bad about themselves or make, or, or make me or make them think that I feel like I'm better than anybody because of the color of my skin. I took the track down and we're gonna be moving forward. I got more music coming to you. Sounds good to me. And then tear your comments off. <laughs> Turn it, oh yeah, yeah. Get off the internet for 24 hours. Yeah. She went and said, I have melanated friends. Ooh. I'm dating a chocolate dude. Ooh. And, and, she, and, and she said, um, I don't think my skin gives me privilege. Now, I, I listen. That's I a trifecta. She hit the trifecta, the triangle. She hit the trifecta. But now, I, I'm going to share some of my life. I got a light-skinned woman in my life, right? Yeah. Very light-skinned woman. Um, And I thought it was kind of understood that lighter-skinned women get treated a little bit better or just get some privileges, right? Yeah. She brought to my attention that she doesn't think that it's true. Hmm. So I think maybe if we and we used and we we talk about Dot and his light skin shit like light skin nigga shit, but like I think outside of them like girls just liking light skin looking niggas, I don't know how much privilege they get. You know what I'm saying? Outside of getting more pussy or getting pussy easy, I don't know. Do light skin niggas? niggas? Light skin niggas. I think it all bounces out at the end of the day. I don't think light skin niggas get more pussy than dark skin niggas. I don't think. I think. I think maybe. Maybe more pussy from different races, maybe. Maybe, maybe I, like think, I think they're more they're more palatable for other. Yeah, that, that's what I, I was about to say. Yeah, for maybe outside races, you know, light skin is closer to white, so it's a little bit more acceptable instead of a dark skin, you know, dark skin man. Yeah, so I don't know. I guess there there may there might be a deeper conversation. Like I think the color the color conversation can be had and in a different way than we've always had it over the years. You know what I'm saying? We've always had this conversation. I remember being young and me, my brother, my sister, we put our hands next to each other to see who was the darkest. Mm-hmm. I, I won. But, um, <laughs> Spoiler alert. 
<laughs> what? Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I won. But it's just like, I think talking to maybe some lighter skinned women, like, like I said, I got a light skin in my life. I didn't listen to her side and hearing how she feel. Maybe maybe her skin, she, it doesn't feel like a privilege to her. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because, you know, it's a lot of things that come with perceived, even perceived privilege can come with shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I think, I think you're, I think you're, you're hitting on another point though. I think even with, uh, and I've, I'm noticing this with social media as I like kind of slide away from social media, like slowly but surely. I don't tweet as much as I used to, but like, you know, people, uh, there's lots of division, right? And people, what you thought would social media would help in bringing people these having these conversations, seems like that we're not having these conversations online. Now we might have them, um, you know, in person, which I think is more beneficial to have them in person. But you know, people don't. It seems like like this colorist colorist conversation, the colorism conversation in our community continues to bring come up. It continues every time somebody says something about light skin or dark skin, especially with women. It seems like there's never like continual conversation on the internet with light skin and dark skin people on, on how their experiences work. Cause now there's always blaming when shit like this happens. So it's like, what's the point of social media if you're not gonna talk to somebody and not figure out what's going on and like how, you know, to learn other people's, uh, you know, experiences and stuff like that. It's kind of yeah. crazy. It is crazy. Maybe they just need to bring it from Twitter to Clubhouse. <laughs> no, they do that every other fucking day, bro. Clubhouse is exhausting. I stay off that joint too. I've had, I, had a recent, I recently had a good clubhouse uh, experience though. My first one, I had a good one. Oh, that's good. You ain't been in them joints where it's like them deep niggas, they be tossed, the deep niggas conversation. Like mm-hmm. they have that every other week on clubhouse mm-hmm. and or like UK niggas versus American niggas or like, you know what I'm saying? Africans versus African-Americans. Like, this is what I want to say about, I can see how, I see why you probably fed up with it. But just to close out this light skin, dark skin, listen, it's ugly light skin bitches. It's ugly dark skin bitches. It's ugly middle, middle, middle complected bitches. It's pretty dark skin women. It's gorgeous dark skin women. It's pretty middle tone women. It's pretty gorgeous middle tone women. It's pretty light skin women. It's gorgeous light skin women. Yeah. It ain't no, don't nobody got a monopoly on looking good or looking ugly. Trust me. <laughs> okay. Don't know. It ain't all one thing. No, like you like to say, black people are not a monolith. And guess what? Light skinned bitches ain't no monolith. Mm-hmm. And yellow bone bitches ain't no monolith. Be confident in yourself, baby. You know what I'm saying? That's all. That's what. Listen, it comes within. Somebody will fuck you. It, listen, bro. Listen. The ugly, ugly bitches all got kids. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about it. <laughs> now, niggas I don't know about relationships and niggas that stayed, but niggas show delay with them. Still getting fucked and niggas say they don't like BBWs, but BBWs stay with a nigga. Stay with a nigga. I watched my my 600 pound life. She got a husband. Mm. All of them have niggas at their appointments, doctor's appointments. Mm. When they trying to get taken weight loss surgery. <laughs> Let's talk about yeah. it. Listen, hey, listen, it's real, bro. Oh, another point. I, I found out what an incel was. <laughs> I didn't what? know what it 
I didn't know what it, I didn't know what the incel was, bro. Like, um, <laughs> I saw the first time I heard incel was when Doji Cat was talking to incels, showing her feet, was, huh? <laughs> showing her feet in the chat rooms. I thought I thought incels was just like white, another name for white boys. I didn't know what it was. The incel is an involuntarily celibate person. Yeah. Someone that can't get sex. Yeah. <laughs> Bro, when I found that shit out the other day, what was I watching? I was watching TLC. Of course. Great, great content on there. But I was watching my big, beautiful, fat life, my fat, fabulous life, whatever. It's, it's a show. And some girl, some people, she was on a date nap, but she's a big girl. And, um... Somebody just said some crazy wild shit to her, like, yeah, you fat pig, da, da, da. And the dude, one of her friends was like, incel. And I was like, what the fuck is an incel? So I fucking looked it up. And I didn't, like, I was like, it's just niggas that can't get pussy. <laughs> <laughs> so it made the Doja Cat story even funnier to me, because I'm like, oh, she in the chat room with niggas that don't get pussy <laughs> messing with them. So on their feet. So on her feet. Like, yeah, you'll never touch these feet, you little dick mother. Whatever she was saying to them. <laughs> bro, I had no idea what an incel was, bro. I was incel at one point in my life. <laughs> I couldn't get no, I couldn't, I couldn't, I was that's involuntarily. A, that's a kid. fire disc, though. That's a fire disc. Call a nigga incel? Yeah. <laughs> that's a fire disc. Bro, that shit had me weak. I was like. I thought I really thought incel was like some internet name for some weird white boys, bro. I really did. I didn't know what the fuck it was. That's fire. So I guess a lot of them, a lot of the niggas shooting them schools with incels. Oh, most deaf, most deaf. Bro, but then I was like, you know, you could pay for pussy, right? Like you don't gotta be. Listen, there's still this stigma. America's so there's still the stigma, even though porn and pussy still sells for high, uh, you know. Great price. They never stop selling. There's a stigma though. You know what I'm saying? That uh you paying for pussy, you're not a real man. Even though niggas pay for pussy all the time. You gotta work to get the money. <laughs> you a real nigga. You got a job. You gotta do mm-hmm. something to get the money. You a real man. But um, uh, that's crazy, bro. Pussy ain't never gonna stop selling. Shit. Nah, niggas are horny, bro. Come on, son. Niggas stay, bro. I'll be on Twitter. Maybe everybody's horny. Maybe we need to. <laughs> Everybody wants. Man, we need to normalize paying for pussy. But I think you just talking about it is the problem, bro. Just do it and shut the fuck up. Yeah. And then don't brag like you get bitches because you pay for it. That's the problem, niggas. This is it's two sides of it. It's niggas that paying for pussy. I don't know if it's two sides. It's just one side. <laughs> niggas is paying for pussy, pay for it and shut the fuck up. But then some niggas is paying for pussy that's bragging like they get bitches. No, you don't get bitches, nigga. You mm. pay for bitches. You pay for bitches. You should be in the yeah. Listen, stay your place. I respect the man that pay for pussy and just be quiet. But niggas can't do that. Humans can't do that. I respect that. You know what I'm saying? Because you know, you know. Listen, why do you go to a fast food restaurant? You're hungry and you don't feel like cooking. Why? Why do I need to go out and do all the hard work of finding bitches and shit like that and talking to them and trying to get them? Uh, yeah, you know. but it, it's kind of sad when it's like you go to a fast food restaurant, but you can cook for yourself. Yes. Some niggas can't cook, and their only option is to go to a fast food restaurant. It's like, you know, Chris, like, we know you're engaged, but I'm saying, like, if you really need to put you like, nigga, I'm going to get myself dressed up. 
I'm gonna pray this cologne on, I'm gonna get a haircut, and I'm gonna go to a spot where there's a lot of women and not a lot of niggas, and I'm gonna do what I gotta do to take one of them home. You know what I'm saying? The fact that, that doesn't guarantee yourself. that doesn't guarantee you nothing's a guarantee. Like, what if you're just horny for that 24 hours? Like you gotta drop that load. Who's only horny for 24 hours? In sales. I mean, some that's people, when masturbation some people, some comes people in, bro. Some people are that's when masturbation comes in, bro. If see, but listen, you're gonna try your luck. And it's, that's what we talked. I've talked about before. It's like men. The number the, you got to get your attempts up. You got to get your shot attempts up because it it increases your odds. These incel niggas sitting on the computer all day and getting no shots up. You fuck women in real life. You don't fuck women virtually. Mm. So you have to in real life. Now you can set up the meet, but then it's like you just a John. You just a trick. And like those do have a lot of negatives connotations to them being a trick like unless you are a millionaire being a trick is not something you want to be or you could be a businessman and just supporting someone's child so supporting someone's uh that's what know, rich people say that you got to be rich business you got to be rich to normalize it you're supporting small business you got to be rich so you support niggas paying for only fans yes Cause they decided they're, to do what they fucking. They're putting money. food on somebody's table. You're I'm not against. It. I'm not against it. You know, just, I, listen, if you don't want, you don't want to buy OnlyFans. You don't have to. Mm-hmm. Now I've never bought anybody's OnlyFans, but I'm not gonna shame another man for supporting a, a, a woman who has a product yeah. that they want. It's the American economy. Eric, oh, I have another thing. <laughs> Why is every bitch in the top 1%? Oh, they be capping. They be capping. I, I seen a bit, and then every bitch, I'm in the top 0.04%. In it, where the bitch is in the top 50? Yeah, <laughs> like, I, need, I need to see the rate for the, like the 98% joint. Like, where the bitch is in the bottom? The bitch that didn't make no money. You know what I'm saying? Every bitch making money. Every bitch not making money on OnlyFans, okay? It's a myth. Yes, yes, a lot are, because it's a lot of horny niggas with. $15, but... What's $15 to a, for a nut? What's $15 for a nut? You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Now, where they where I'm I'm questioning, when they do that, that, that subscription for like a whole year, they dropped the, dropped the $150 for the full year. I'm like, damn. Bro, I've always been, I've always been tight with my money. Like, you know, when you first learn about porn sites, they'd be like, you can subscribe for the membership like one month. I never I never wanted to give my debit card to that shit. I'm like, nah. I'ma watch the free clip. <laughs> I'm gonna watch, you know what I'm saying? I'm from the age, I'm from the age where niggas used to uh put uh Pornhub passwords on the internet. I'm from that I never I never got a good one, but I, I knew about it. I'm from that generation, you know what I'm saying? You get a good one. I don't know how they were still in the... That's some legal shit. Nigga, I'm from the LimeWire days where you download the whole porn DVD. <laughs> you feel slow me? Down, slow down your computer for three days. That's Nigga, like... I crashed. That shit crashed. We didn't know... The, the family didn't know why it crashed because I downloaded <laughs> a, whole, a whole torrent of Carmen Hayes. I'd be like six gigabytes. Shit take three days to fucking download. <laughs> but listen... And it's, don't you hate when shit been downloaded for like a day? Then that bitch just stop. Yeah. You be mm-hmm. like, bruh, 
But then when you hit that lick and you get that good two-hour DVD, you lit. You got five different bitches on that joint. You're like, ooh, is is Beauty Dior? Yeah. It's Cherokee. It's Sky Black. And I got Carmen Hayes. Fuck with me. Definitely, definitely, I definitely down like Booty Talk 47 or something like that off that joint. Can, can we have a porn talk real quick? Sure. Who was your favorite? I know you have now in the Mari, because we was talking about Tiana Ted, Tiana Trump. She's like the dick sucker of this generation. Yeah. But like in the back in the day when you was a young bull, who was the bitch that you sucked the best dick in your opinion? They like had that. I was a, I, I was a I was a big Roxy Reynolds fan. She had the throat. I was I was a throw big baby. Fan. See, look, throw baby. We're gonna tie it all together. Yeah, OG was, throw baby. Oh yeah. I was a big uh Jada Fire fan. Jada Fire was oh, I hated her titties though, because she had fake titties. Yeah, she was a. she wasn't the best looking, but you know, she did a lot of she she worked hard. You know what I'm saying? Worked hard. I, I love Roxy too. Roxy, Roxy was up there. Roxy was yeah. Mm. You know what was, fucked me up? My goat. You know who fucked me up though? Cause some of the girls like half fat asses, but then they got more. They got like fake asses on yeah, top. Yeah, Roxy of got fat. Roxy, uh, Roxy I was got like, Roxy up. had like a fat ass, and she yeah, was like, I'm, "That's the type of I really like that build in a porn star." Like Roxy Reynolds' original build. Mm-hmm. She was all right. little, little nice titties, and then a good bubble toned. That's my porn. That's my porn category. I like that. But then it's like they started putting. Ass shots on top of their ass. I was like, "What the fuck is this part yeah. of the game?" That's, that's when I knew the devil was a, was a, was up to. You know what I'm saying? That's when I knew I had to get out because it started becoming too, too different. Mm. But um, who's your fan of? Beauty Dior used to throw that net. <laughs> like and then you know, like all the sound, everything was encompassed. Like she was a great performer. I would yeah. love to meet her. I would love to meet her in real life. Like, would not you like ever go that type of time, just like ever, no, no. Would you ever go to like an AVN or like a porn a porn convention? I would need some good drugs. I don't know. I would. I would walk through. I would walk through. Just see what the fuck going I on. I might slap one of them bitches though. Like I'm gonna end up fucking one of them. Like I'm the type. Like I'm gonna fuck one of the bitches there. <laughs> if I was, I'm just. I'm just. I feel like I would slap one of them. I mean, that's good confidence. That's good confidence. Um. You know, porn is of the it's a billion dollar industry, man. So, Mazel Talks Adult Agency. <laughs> Listen, I'm just saying, <laughs> maybe for the future. Yeah. And we, we can start with our own like cam streaming site. So, you know, we can be the like the OnlyFans type of vibe, but we come up with our own model. Do what Master P said, and he said Clubhouse got a billion dollar valuation. We make another social media platform, you know, popping but our own. Mm. Hell yeah. Shout out to Master P, man. He is continue to, we talked about product earlier. Master P has always been, anytime I talk to him, anytime I watch his videos and I follow him on Instagram for a minute, he always talking about product. Get you a product. Yep. And then like, and that, because once you, if you got product, you you never, you know what I'm saying? And then product if it's a good product, back. it's going to sell. Yep. They don't talk back. They don't change his mind. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. And you don't got to deal with the customer. You got to deal with the customer service and the transaction part. 
but you're not in the service industry. You're in the product industry. I sell you this, you give me money. I don't got to sell you a service. I like, even, <clears throat> I guess this podcast is like a mesh of both. We have a service, like listening, but it's more like we're packaging this shit to give to y'all. Like, this is more of a product than it is a service. I like that. Listen, someone tweeted, I don't know who tweeted, someone said, Master P is who y'all think Diddy is. And I was like, hmm. Hmm. Bro, he, when you talk about ownership, did you watch his, um, his uh, miniseries, the Master P jump? Yep. That shit was dope, that bro. Is, he yeah. really built this shit from the ground up. Ownership. Nigga had a like, hand in actual, everything. Hand in everything. Nigga had, a sex, he had a sex line, a phone sex line, tennis shoes, sports agency, movies. Come on, son. Like that's if that's not inspirational, bro. You know, and I hope you buy Reebok. Hopefully, you know what I'm saying? I, I like to see what they do, even though I only wear one pair of Reeboks, but you know. You you start with the questions. Yeah. And then there's not, there's not much, there's not a lot of heat on Reebok. So that's the question. They got, they got the little hypnosis Shaq Jones. They had some back in the day they, when they had like Tim Duncan and um, no, he was on Reebok. Who was on Reebok? Um, oh, they had um, Steve Francis. He had a cool pair. Somebody stole them shit from me. Yeah, I'm done. No, we just rambling now. Shout out to, uh, shout out to uh, Master P. But you know, we can as we uh let's get into our conversation piece today, you know what I'm saying? We're trying to keep it light because we have a jam-packed episode next week. But uh you know, we, we're on our 99th episode to, coming out tomorrow. And I just wanted to do this time to reflect on our time getting up to a 99 to hundred. You know, what we've learned, what we've uh experienced in just being podcasting and being in the being podcasters and being in the podcasting game. So um, I'll start first. Definitely this was, uh, I appreciate, you know, this uh, doing podcasts because, you know, at one point, you know, we do this uh, two different states for the most part. So this was a great way of, uh, you know, staying up to date with my boys, you know what I'm saying, with my friends. So I appreciate what it did in terms of that, you know what I'm saying? Building something, you know, with the people I fuck with, you know what I'm saying? I could, I could have done this with anybody, uh, you know, finding a business partner, ran a person down the street, but you no, know, I tried to do something with, you know, people I want to get money with. So I appreciate that. Um, definitely it's harder than what the people tell you it is. Uh, you know, dealing with hella sound issues, learning on the fly, like I didn't spend a lot of time, you know, we didn't do a lot of like pre-episodes and, you know, testing out things. We just jumped right in this bitch and <laughs> started <laughs> started uh, doing shit and definitely ran to a lot of hiccups with sound, which, you know what I'm saying, is, uh, is the most important part of a podcast because it's the audio uh, experience. So I spent many nights and hours, you know, editing in this, you know what I'm saying, tinkering and shit. So, you know, I appreciate uh you know as we continue to make money grow this thing you know the people that do the hard work and edit shit you know what i'm saying we have editor in richmond so i appreciate you know him doing that um what else this is a business uh we should continue to grow you know what i'm saying we had long nights uh 
long days in the lab when we was, you know, grinding, man. Grinding, you know what I'm saying? Doing three, four episodes in a fucking weekend, being mentally exhausted, being around each other for four, <coughs> five, you know, eight hours a day. You know what I'm saying? That shit crazy. I can't believe we used to do that. It's ghetto. <laughs> But I enjoyed it, man. Like when you look back at it, it was like, oh, that's real grinding. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, know. man. When we had two mics, <laughs> it was three of us. We share mics. Um, just really learning how to like put together a show, interesting shit um, to talk about, and then like sharing stories. You know what I'm saying? Like we got stories. You know things we've been through, experiences, funny shit, partying shit. Talking about women, talking about everything. Um, it's just been fun, you know, especially like just connecting. Like I remember, like I would the weekend, the weekends when, and it's a lot to the story. The weekends when I would go down to Raleigh, so that I could record. And um, at the time, Dot was in, um, he was still training, or he had a drill once a month. Yeah, and it was close to like an hour or so away from Raleigh, and niggas would have to like get down to Raleigh and then do it that way just so we could be consistent and then pulling up and recording in that nigga hotel room. Facts. And then, um, you know, Hennessy being the drink of choice, you know what I'm saying? Niggas gotta have a Henny just so we can talk a little reckless, talk more reckless, uh, buying lights, shit we never really got to use. Because <laughs> then COVID happened, you know, stop traveling, you know, and then shit going on pause, but then actually using the Zoom shit to come back was dope. Um, being able to give y'all more visuals. You know, we was trying to get visuals for a long time. It just never quite worked out the way we wanted it to, you know, and now we found a way to do it through Zoom. And then now we got producers some way to just make, cause we want this shit to be professional. Like this shit, like we spent a lot of time. I was researching the fucking Fed because I was like trying to introduce this motherfucking uh, educational shit back. Cause that isn't a part of it as much no more. I was like, I still want that to be a part of it because like niggas is niggas is smart niggas, you know what I'm saying? So we don't just yeah. we just we love talking about women and the shit that's going on, but like niggas is really trying to get to this money and understanding some real shit about life, like how the system works, so niggas could finesse and work our way through, so niggas can really have the bag. Nigga, I need I need a Porsche, I need yacht vacations, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, and I'm not mad, I'm not scared to say that shit. Like niggas need that type of shit. Niggas need to stop working this, this nine to five shit, clocking in Back. for somebody else's company, nigga. We building this shit, so we got our own shit. It's paying us, nigga. You know, so it's just been it's been a road that we still on, nigga. Like four years, three, four years, hundred fucking episodes. Like that shit is that's like a motherfucking um a fucking sitcom. <laughs> Facts, bro. Like not not many people get to fifty episodes to get to a hundred, man. That, like, I just remember the days where, like, there's episodes that we didn't drop because of, you know, the audio Jesus, was bad. Why is it, it clicking the whole time? You know what I'm saying? Um, but you hit it on the head, learning how to put a show together. I think that was really something uh, that, I, that I, I took for granted. That, you know, you see the fi final production, you know, of your favorite podcast and things like that. So, you know, as you are, as we are podcasting, you you I at least me personally when I hear a good show and a good production on a podcast it it's a lot it's something I I, I I appreciate more like you know when people have good chemistry or like 
you know, they're using sound effects or, you know, if you watch it on the video version and, you know, they're zooming in on our faces or something like that, you know what I'm saying? Like just a good production is something that, at least in podcasting, there's only a few people that I've noticed that really do it right or, you know, put the effort in. You know, of course they, they've got years and a little bit more money to put into that, but, you know, I appreciate that. I, and I, I, I think we've taken the steps, especially the last couple of months and trying to take that to the next level and becoming, um, you know, more than just an audio experience. Yeah. Um, definitely. But then, like, I think about, too, like, niggas was really late. Like, podcasts, like, not not the bubble, because, like, the shit is a bubble. Like, think of the podcast like a bubble. Like, everybody got a podcast, everybody doing it. And I was not like I was opposed to doing it, but I just knew that, like, we wasn't on the cutting edge of, like, doing a podcast. Yeah. And, like, podcasts, but now I remember... Juan Epstein with uh Rosenberg and Cypher Sounds and I was like getting that shit on my iTunes like not knowing what the fuck a podcast was and then through my job that I work now when I got that job I was like you can't listen to music all day long like I could you can't yeah. I can't listen to eight hours straight of music and like I mostly work by myself so it's like nigga what's gonna fill in them them gaps like oh shit I got two hours of a fucking whole thing I could listen to that's killing part of the day mm-hmm. then I break in and go back into some music and then I got another 40 minute joint, then I got another hour and a half joint. Like that really broke up the day and made me work and bearable. You know what I'm saying? Just something to listen to. And then I could go different places. Like I'll listen to Malcolm Gladwell shit, or I'll listen to um a murder, uh, a fucking small town murder joint, like a, a white person joint. Like some some shit is totally different, something I don't know nothing about. Learn some shit. And then um shit talking one, listen to Joe Budden or listen to Brilliant Idiots. You know what I'm saying? Or listen, try to listen to um <laughs> horrible decisions, <laughs> or um or um, what's Angela Yee doing? Uh, lip service. Lip service. You know what I'm saying? Like, I you kind of realize you realize stuff about yourself and like the things that you like to know about, and then like hopefully we become a part of that shit. Like, yo, Tuesdays, Miles talk gonna drop. I'm gonna give them an hour and a half of my work day, especially during the work day. I feel like it just fit. Like, especially if you work behind a computer or at a desk. Mm-hmm. You can just put that shit in and stop it whenever you want, pick it back up whenever you want. You know what I'm saying? Just some shit like that. Yeah. I appreciate people that, you know, have been uh, giving us feedback and follow and listen, man. I think that's, it's like, that's the little thing that's like, like you said, man, like the fact that someone wants to listen to us for an hour and a half, you know what I'm saying? Talk about, shit you probably can talk you've heard three different other ways you know what i'm saying i think we do it a little bit different but i appreciate that man i think we come with some little di- you know i think our, our podcast is different you know what i'm saying we uh we're different individuals we, i think we've solidified ourselves in a different space in terms of i know we talk about culture and things like that but we don't like spend a lot of time on a you know celebrity gossip all the time you know what i'm saying we talk about what we want to talk about we have our own spin you know what i'm saying so i definitely took for granted how difficult it is to come up with original content week after week mm-hmm. didn't think that was as hard as i you know like i said you see the finished product but I spend, you know, hours or just throughout the day writing notes and shit down 
thinking up of different and uh, innovative uh, conversation topics instead of just, you know, talking about, you know, celebrity topics and what's happening through the week. So that was a difficult part for me, you know what I'm saying, when I started this, when we started this. But, you know, we've had some great conversations based off them wild thoughts I've had. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man, good shit. Um, yeah, man, I, I've had a good time. And, like, this has helped me because, like, to keep trying to be funny because, like, you know, I, I, I don't know if you guys know, but I try to tell jokes. I try to write jokes and perform on stage is what I really want to do. But it's like, especially during the times where I can't do that or, like, I'm not in the mood or I'm not in the mode to do that type of stuff. Just coming on here and trying to be funny and, and make, you know what I'm saying, and just make y'all laugh. It is, it keeps, it's, it helps me stay in the pocket mm-hmm. of like, all right, I know what my, one of my purposes is. Like, nigga, you can make people laugh, be funny, and saying, just keep practicing and shit. Cause like, I still write. And, I, and that's what I do. I'll take some shit that I write and I'll bring it here and try to say it. I'm like, keep it funky. But I'll take some, you know what I'm saying? And I, I like that that has, has helped me. It's become a part, a bigger part. And hopefully as, you know what I'm saying, the world open up more, it'll just become a part yeah. of, you know what I'm saying, the funny shit I'm trying to do. Yeah, man. Shit, if great. I didn't have a podcast, nigga would be like, I don't know what, how I would get a lot of this shit out. You know what I'm saying? Like, because... Your Twitter probably... Be I feel like I don't have to go crazy. Like I'm saying, I said before, I feel like I don't got to go crazy on Twitter or nowhere else because I'm like, I do this shit every week. You know? Yeah. Every week I, yeah. I, I get to talk crazy or say whatever. You know? Yeah. Yeah, bro. I like that we've connected with a lot of creatives too, to be honest. Yeah. This journey. You know, different Just people probably wouldn't you probably wouldn't have talked to before. You probably wouldn't have even crossed paths before, but you know, this uh this this little podcast and connected us with people that we didn't, you know, didn't think about before. So that's dope too. Yeah, man. Just just but I still like that it's still like still a, a, a baby and it's growing and like things are going to get sharper and click better and then um just be able to get it out better you know what i'm saying better like because everybody likes looking at good shit crisp shit nice looking shit good sounding shit you know mm-hmm. like we were just talking about the product before like the product when the product is good like when we come with these the clips the right sound bites and the right messaging the right images the right everything the graphics and everything come together it's just going to be like shit that y'all really gonna like and yeah. you know i'm it's 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 all the pieces just about putting them together and then packaging it and then getting it just like a little assembly line not like not like we're becoming like um what's the word assembly line type shit like we just put this shit together and send it out but just like making it you know branding this shit making it right yeah man I'm excited for 101 and going forward, bro. Uh, like, you know, you got the merch coming out. The people listening, mm-hmm. put, put a fire on Terry's uh, feet so they can get this shit out. <laughs> uh, you know, hopefully when things open back up, really, I want to do, you know, I want to start doing like you know, open uh, live shows. I think we'd be really good at that. You know what I'm saying? We know, we definitely know how to entertain people. You know what I'm saying? So, and our conversations are, and our topics are always original, innovative. So, shout out to you for that. Shout out to you for that. So, I can't wait to do our first live show. We'll figure that out in 2020, 2021. But, you know, 
continue to elevate the product. Uh, I'm trying to get to Richmond more um, or have, uh, you know, have some more visuals here in Raleigh. But, you know, it's up for us, baby. Um, I got one question for this week before we get to your educational piece. So the question is. Oh, am I still doing that? Oh, or I can you, do it. I just didn't know if I was doing it. It's up to you, bro. You can save it for the hundreds. The hundreds. The hundreds <laughs> yeah, go ahead. I'll do it. Go ahead. Uh, so the question is, my girlfriend's head is trash, straight trash. She says, and I be trying to tell her what she should do, but she just get, she gets all mad and defensive. She says I should stop complaining because sucking dick is harder than eating pussy. But nah. I think she's just making excuses. What should I do? Dumper. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it might not, it might just not be the vibe because I've said in my private life, I think like 70% of women don't know how to suck dick. Like they be thinking, just like girls say this about niggas, like niggas don't know how to eat pussy, niggas don't know how to eat pussy. A lot of girls think they're good at sucking dick, but they're not as good as they think they are at sucking dick. Mm -hmm. And if you really trying to be constructive, like you're telling her what you like, because every nigga is different. You might have sucked one nigga dick and he liked that, but my dick is my dick. I like my shit a certain way. And I'm like, I like, so if you really been trying to explain to her, like I would give it a couple more shots, especially if she got every other part of her being and every other part of your relationship is good. Maybe you could just, you know what I'm saying, just work on this a little bit more. Cause one thing I realized about being in a relationship is like, you really gotta work. You gotta work yep. at this shit. You gotta, you gotta work on yourself while y'all work on y'all together and sex. Which, which which comes easy for a lot of uh, people, a lot of relationships. That's why people have babies and they're not with people because sex yep. is the easy part. You know what I'm saying? But then sometimes when you got the, the best part of the relationship, like everything else is good, then the sex be the part where you're like, damn, we just don't click all the time, right? So it's like, especially when she's not sucking your dick how you like, well, I would say you might need to really sit down with her again and like try to explain to her. And, um, we was just talking about head earlier. Show her, like, if y'all open it up, show her a clip of Beauty Dior or somebody, like, sucking and be like, yo, if you could do this like this or, like, try it, I think that I would like it better. Like, there, there has to be a, a lot of humility and not a lot of ego for some shit like that to happen. Like, you can't have somebody that's really insecure and be like, put on a porn and watch them suck dick and you be like, yo, can you suck my dick in this fashion? That would take a very, very high emotionally intelligent person but um if she really wants to satisfy you and a um <laughs> a sex life without head is is a very sad sex life yeah so it's it's important so and if all you, you go through all of that then it might just be time to call it quick because you're not gonna be happy and then you're gonna seek that head somewhere else yeah, man, I was gonna definitely you hit on the head with the porn. I was gonna say put some porn on. Question is that he we didn't think about does she really like you? Huh? Does she really like oh, you? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause they they go in for niggas they like. You know, if the head is continuously trash and she she does not take uh you know criticism well, you might have to reevaluate your love for her or her love for you. Cause a woman that loves you, she gonna try to please you. She gonna suck dick good if she, or she's gonna take criticism better, or try to get better. It's like you know, what I'm saying you love the game of basketball, 
you're going to practice, right? If yes, you, you're gonna so, do what it takes to be good. You're gonna do what it takes to be good. So you gotta see if she really loves you, loves you like you think you do. You got a conversation right there, sir. Then if you find out she does love you, then you know, do a little porn. Yeah, because she's she's sucking the neighbor dick crazy. Going ham on his dick. You know and what I'm she saying? Be, she be giving you the, the pigeon. <laughs> get her get her on some wine too. Have her drink some wine. You know oh yeah, like because they always say that like the when Shorty come back from brunch, she be trying to get nasty. Get her drunk, get her a little wine drunk, mimosa drunk, and then um see if she get a little bit more active with the shit. Mm. But also like I think sharing like I don't know how much you need porny relationship, but like send her a little clip, see how that works. You know what I'm saying? You if you haven't tried it, you know what I'm saying? So and if not, you might need to just be like, list babe. This ain't working. Yeah. Sorry to that, man. Hopefully, you know, you get through that situation. But, you know, I'm not, we're not going to give you no advice that's going to, you know, steer you wrong. Yeah, man. He want to throw baby, but he don't got one. Hate to see it. Hate to see it. Hate to hear about it. Mm. Damn. We have, we have a guest next week that we can get a, a female's perspective on this. So uh, we'll, we might bring this question back because uh, I wonder how she would give his uh, Oh, yeah, 100%. I, I, I would like to hear uh, a woman's perspective on the head shit. Yeah. Uh, we'll, hold that. we'll bring that question back next week. But Terry, as you are bringing back the educational pieces week, let's hear it. All right. So, um, you know, we're going through the COVID-19 has, has made us more aware politically and especially economically. You know, we, we got the stimulus package stuff coming through or supposed to have come through. We got one stimulus, a second stimulus. And um, just thinking about money in times like this, I kind of I um, want to share with y'all some information about the Federal Reserve System and the Fed, which is um, they, they said like the end the they set the interest rates for the banks to get when they give out loans to people. And they also help manage the US economy. So I don't know if everyone knows about the Fed, but I just kind of want to give y'all a little synopsis of what the Fed is and maybe help y'all want to do some more research about this because as um, you know, aspiring business people and just people who you're gonna get a home loan, a car loan, everything. The Fed um, is the government organization that kind of affects the banking system in America. So what is the purpose of the Federal Reserve System? The Federal Reserve System, often referred to as the Federal Reserve or simply the Fed, is the central bank of the United States. It was created by Congress to provide the nation with a safer, more flexible, and more stable monetary and financial system. The Federal Reserve was created on December 23, 1913, when President Woodrow Wilson, who was a racist, uh, signed the Federal Reserve Act into law. Today, the Federal Reserve responsibilities fall into four general areas. Uh, conducting the nation's monetary policy by influencing money and credit uh, conditions in the economy in pursuit of full employment and stable prices. So they're trying to make sure that like the economy keeps flowing, that people have jobs and that prices don't, uh, and prices stay stable. So that like a, a roll of toilet paper isn't $200 or you know what I'm saying? Like, so things kind of are, uh, things are stable. Prices are stable. Prices are stable. Mm -hmm. If you took econ 
you would have heard about the Fed, you know what I'm saying? You, you don't want the price to, you don't want the dollar to be volatile or things to go out of whack too much. Um, supervising and regulating banks and other important financial institutions to ensure the safety and soundness of the nation's banking and financial system and to protect the credit rights of consumers. Now, we know that the banks kind of take advantage of people a lot and the Fed is supposed to help regulate that. They're supposed to. Mm -hmm. uh, maintaining the stability of the financial system and containing systemic risk that may arise in financial markets, providing certain financial services to the U.S. government, financial institutions, and foreign official institutions, and, and playing a major role in operating and overseeing the, nation, the nation's payments systems. Um, yeah. So the Federal Reserve is basically a big bank. It's the bank of the United States. They print the money, they, they set interest rates on loans, small business loans, home loans, all these loans. And um, if you want to know more about the Fed, they have a website, you can go on go on it. And um, there's really, really easily digestible videos on YouTube that talk about the Fed. And um, as somebody who studied economics, I minored in it. It's, it's when you kind of understand how money works, the value of the dollar relates to the dollar overseas and inflation and deflation of our money. You know, you see the key role that the Fed plays, you know, like the cost of living goes up every year. Rent goes up, price of goods go up, gas, you know what I'm saying? Everything goes up. You know, they say, oh, gas used to be 99 cents. Why is gas not 99 cents anymore? It's because of the dollar. The value does not hold the same. And them getting them giving out the stimulus check, a lot of people are seeing that as they're inflating the dollar. The dollar is not going to go as far as it did before these stimulus payments. Oh, they're giving you money, but the money has to come from somewhere. They can't just print the money and just give it out to people because we all, money is based on uh, a respect and understanding that it has value. We all believe in it, so it makes it real. So they're kind of managing and regulating the belief in money. If the shit goes all crazy and the dollar, you can't buy shit with a dollar or, you know what I'm saying? Like the dollar becomes like a penny, it's, it's going to fuck up the, our whole economy. So that's our educational segment for the week. What's funny is, see how everything comes full circle, right? So uh, you spoke about the Fed and we spoke about podcasts today and there's a different like world of podcasts besides, you know, us, you know, or, you know, entertainment, you know what I'm saying? There's news and sports and all that good shit. So I listen to a podcast on uh, Spotify. I'm pretty sure it's on every other uh, platform. It's called Conspiracy Theories. And they mm. had a couple of episodes that I think you should check out, Terry, about the Federal Reserve. Mm. And they really talk about how the Fed was actually created so it was created by like six white men way back in like 1910, like a secret mm -hmm. meeting in like Atlanta or Jekyll Island or whatever it's called. Uh, and they basically created the Fed. I can't remember the exact reason, but it was some something not as glorious as, you know, or prestigious of, you know, being a bank for the United States. Yes. The Federal, the Federal Reserve has nothing to do with our government. It is a private entity is a private entity is a private yes. corporation and then there you know a little bit of information on that uh just behind the scenes of it but where it really got juicy is where they talked about like um i think it was jfk i think it was jfk 
if I'm mistaken, I have to can't remember exactly. It was one one of these presidents uh, was trying to like abolish the Federal Reserve, and mm-hmm. um, basically it has something to do with the gold index. You know, he wanted to invest more in gold or get rid of gold or something like that. And the Federal Reserve wanted to do something in terms of uh, you know keeping the dollar strong. And the, I think JFK and the Federal Reserve weren't seen eye to eye. And if that's conspiracy that the Federal Reserve has something to do with information. You know what I'm saying? Uh, there's some other stuff like, you know, some deeper conspiracy like the Federal Reserve is uh, being ran by, you know, the super banks and, you know, things like that. And, you know, that uh, they're in like the NWO, the New World Order and shit like that. They're yeah, trying there's to- a, bro, it gets deep and there's a lot of like, there's another, besides there being a lot of conspiracy theories, but there's a lot of ways to look at it. Like, money is not real. It's not backed by anything real. Right. There's like, there used to be a, a point in time where every dollar was backed by a certain amount of gold. We went yeah. off the gold standard. So now it's just bad. It's basically, it's, it's not real. But we all have come together and we all believe it's real. And people and people with a lot of money or a lot of assets, a lot of resources have are telling us it's real. So we just, I give you a dollar, you'll give me a fucking bag of chips. Because we all have, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's very deep. So like, if you want to do a lot of research, I, I do want you to tell me about that podcast because like, we it's, it all comes back to we are within this system. And the system has its rules and its rules that we're imposing. We can't change the rules. We can't oppose the rules. Yeah. And the people that make those decisions might be a small group of six families that went to a motherfucker island and decided, you know what, to control the world better or control the United States better, we're going to come up with this system and we're yeah. going to make a dollar this and we're going to make a hundred dollars this and we're going to control the price of goods. And we're going to, because that's what the Fed basically does. They're controlling the prices of goods and services within the country. They're, yeah. they're, they're trying to manage it to where it doesn't get out of control to where, you know what I'm saying? So uh, is I'm telling you, it's very interesting. Besides all the math that's involved in economics, the the economic theories are kind of the best part about economic about about economics and shit. Yeah. But it's like once you grasp those ideas, you can you see how them shits could be manipulated. You know what I'm saying? Well, you can see how people are fucking fucking. Oh yeah. Yes. Yes. The cult of money, we all believe it. It says in God we trust on the back of the dollar. And they're not talking about God, they're talking about the dollar. Yeah. Yes. But um now was, this is that's a smooth transition into this spiritual segment. And I've been looking for the verse while I've been talking. I had a very good verse, but of course I can't find it when I need it. I'm gonna have to take my phone and go to the noise in here quicker. But yeah, man, I've been, um, if y'all don't have the Bible app on your phone, it's a real cool little app. It has little reading plans and stuff that you can get on. And I think they're all pretty cool. Oh, here we go. Yes. So I've been reading a plan recently and I'm not going to tell you about the plan because it's my personal business. But, um, (laughs) there was a scripture that I came across that I had highlighted in the past and I've was reading this uh, plan again and found out the scripture came back up again. So I highlighted it. So I was like, oh shit, I highlighted this before and now I'm reading again. So it says, 1 Peter 5, 
This is from the new international version. It says, be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. So now, what does that mean? Does that mean you can't do drugs? Does that mean you shouldn't be high? That means you shouldn't drink alcohol or Hennessy. Some people would interpret it that way. But it's, it's talking about being of a sober mind because it's easier to be attacked when you're not in the right state of mind. When you're out in the streets and your ass is drunk, you can't defend yourself. Your, your reflexes are slow. So as everyone, you know, I know everyone's stuck inside. They probably got their vice of choice or whatever you're doing. But you guys, I know you guys understand. You know how when you get fucked up, you start to think crazy shit. Mm-hmm. You start to think dark shit. Mm-hmm. You start to, um, it, it, and it comes to everybody. They, they don't just call the uh, liquor spirits for no reason. I think that's right, the first right time I said that on the show. But we say it all the time. It's the spirits. You drink that. You drink in those spirits. They open yourself up to to to, to for attack. Mm-hmm. So I think I think it's more than anything. I want everybody to control. The substances they they consume, don't let them control you. That was one of some of the best advice I got when I was a young dude. Control it, don't let it control you. you know I'm saying we don't need people out here being addicts and stuff. But um, just also be aware of how when you're under, you, you see people fight more when they're drunk. They yell yep. more. They get they get into disagreements. You know what I'm saying they make bad decisions. You know what I'm saying that's because you're. It's easier to be influenced when you're under the influence. That's why you call it under the influence of drugs. So yeah. Now you got a little Bible verse to attach to it. So if you are a Christian, it's in the good book. First Peter five, verse 14. Is that it? Yeah. First Peter five, verse eight. My bad. Yeah. Thank you, Terry. Uh, the small business of the week. I don't even know if it's a small business. I just want to shout out to the good man. Uh, my man, Moochie, uh, AKA big fish. AKA 1942 Mooch. Yes, sir. Uh, this good brother is out here doing the Lord's work in the streets of Richmond, man. I see him putting up, you know, uh, pop-up shops and, you know, uh, putting, bringing the community together, bringing vendors and people get, uh, you know, getting money together in the city of Richmond. Um, you know, he's a big Lakers fan, but, you know, I just wanted to shout him out for, you know, doing a lot of the things niggas on Twitter be doing, be talking about you know, uh, really putting the feet on the ground and helping to build a community and, you know, building the economic, you know, power in this community. You know, a lot of people in 2020 uh, created their own small businesses and, you know, 2020 and the pandemic really stopped that in terms of, you know, getting out on the ground and, you know, doing hand to hands or, you know, just, you know, uh, it had people have to recreate and, you know, do different things differently um, to make money. But, you know, what I'm saying is, uh, you know, a lot of people made a lot of, there was a lot of small businesses that were created in 2020. And he's doing the good work of, you know, I've seen a couple of them, I think a couple pop-up shops he's done you know, the past year or so, uh, bringing vendors and, you know, customers together. So, you know, for the exchange of goods and stuff like that. So I appreciate that. I see what he's doing, man. Um, he's super positive, man. For you know, he's uh, always telling you know, I don't never see him talking down on no black man and no black person. Um, so I just want to say I see you, brother, man. Keep keep up the good work, and uh, I want to I want to see you win. I want to see whatever your plans are. 
uh, that you succeed. We go, we get this money, you know, and you put the money back into the community, community that community that you love. So shout out to the brother. Yes, sir. All right. Well, I want to say thank you guys for riding with us on this journey. Uh, episode 100 will be a new one. It will be a super fun one. Um, again, next Saturday, uh, we'll both be in the city. We'll be celebrating our 100. Uh, Terry on the post, you know what I'm saying? Let them know. Let them know. Be there. Be square. Yeah, man. Like I said, hit us up. We'll let you know. We'll be uh, probably... We'll be posted throughout the day, but um, when the time comes for us to get together, you know, we'll give you, we'll give the people the location, and we're gonna have a good time. Yes, sir. You know what I'm saying we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna enjoy 100 episodes. You know what I'm saying celebrate. Yep. And remember, on the path to them, there are three rules to success: stay true to yourself, stay true to the code, and wear a mask, man. We'll see you next week for real. <laughs> Peace. Rich niggas, black bar mitzvahs, Mozart is a celebration, bitches. Nahaim, I wish for you a hundred years of success, but it's my time. Cheers, toast the to crime. Number one, D boy, shame the rhyme. The rock boys in the building tonight. Oh, what a feeling I'm feeling like. You don't even gotta bring your paper out. We the dope boys of the year. Drinks is on the house. The rock boys in the Chillin', I'm killing this ice. Hey. You don't even gotta bring your purses out. We the dope boys of the year. Drinks is on the house.